thought I thought of a joke earlier today. All right, hit I me with it. I thought of the idea of a joke. Yeah, and I don't have it fully. I have the I have the punchline. Give it to me. Just the punchline, or do you want me to try to turn it into a joke right now? Try to turn it into a joke. Why did the vampire fire his um, dyslexic uh, familiar? Why? Because when he woke up and got out of his coffin, he was in Pennsylvania. Oh. That's but it's that's not bad. The punchline's good. I was yeah. like Pennsylvania, Transylvania. There yeah. has to be a joke there somewhere that has already been made. Yeah. And I, hey, guess what? It was probably better than that one. Yeah. I could see him getting out of the coffin. Or whatever, and yeah, the uh, the setup is rough. I could see it more as like a like a, in like a, a spoof of Dracula movies. Like he wakes up. I feel like it, he's it, like, what is this? And the filler is like, this is Pennsylvania. And he's like, Pennsylvania. I said Transylvania. No, I feel like it, I feel like it would work best as like a New Yorker cartoon. Yeah. It's a vampire on his phone outside of a Welcome to Pennsylvania sign. Yeah. He's like, you idiot! I said Transylvania. I have a couple of those. Like I tried drawing them out. Yeah. I'm just not that good. One of them is like an invisible like shape of a human sitting on a dryer or whatever. That's just a couple panels, and by the end of it, he, the middle one, he like pulls a sheet out, and then the last one is him as a ghost, like the sheet ghost, like walking away, like he was washing the sheet. Is the joke? I, I like I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you draw the shape of an invisible man, but with like little dashes, that's how they do it sometimes. You know. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other one was this is my least favorite, but it's a. Uh, the Wolfman, mm-hmm. and he's got like a razor. He's looking in a mirror, and then like the next panel. I don't have a middle panel. Maybe the middle panel is him covered in the stuff, and then the last panel is just him having shaved where the beard was. That's good. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, another one that I had was uh, Frankenstein, and he's doing the walk. Um, but the last panel is him using uh, the paper towel thing in the bathroom because his hands are wet. That's why he's walking like that. That's also good. Yeah, I don't have one for Dracula. I don't think. At least I don't remember offhand. Well, I I just gave it to you. He's in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's draw those out. Absolutely. Yeah. Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. All right, guess what? What? Uh, guess what day it is again? Friday the Thirteenth. It's Friday the Thirteenth. But hey, Chris, it's the final one. It's the last one. Oh shit! And then another one. Yeah, and then and the next week we watch two more. Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this one's called Jason Goes to Hell. I was in New York. <laughs> uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, the Final Friday: colon, The Final Friday. Uh, first uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie made by New Line Cinema, released in 1993. First, I hit this thing, so I'm just gonna say it again. Uh, first uh, Friday the 13th movie made by New Line Cinema, released in 1993. I believe called Jason Goes to Hell because they didn't have the rights to Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. I think that was what was going on there. And uh, yeah, the guy, I think his name is like Adam Marcus or some shit like that. Uh, 23 year old, had never made a movie before. 
was just in film school, I think, with like Sean Cunningham's son or something like that, and was very, very, very close with Sean Cunningham. And when it came time to make the movie, they were like, why don't you give it a shot, buddy? Not the nepotism, but yeah. the fact that this movie was made by a 23-year-old guy makes yeah. me like it way more. Because yeah. <laughs> for a guy who's 23, this yeah. movie, not bad. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Um, yeah. You got anything? To, or are we just going to... Oh, we got, we got mail. Okay. As always, every week. All right, okay. It's just, yeah, this is a long one. All right, this one. A long one? Oh, I meant the title on the front is long. Oh, okay. Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. It's a picture of a dog taking a shit, and this has five out of ten. <laughs> All right. I mean, five out of ten, ten seems pretty lenient for a, a dog it shit does. movie. It does. It really does. Anyway. Anyway. Jason Goes to Heck. Chris, do you have any history with this movie? Is this one you watched a lot as a kid? Uh, yeah, even as a kid. Um, you know, this one... I don't know how many of our listeners have seen it, but it's kind of like the Halloween ends of <laughs> the series, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Just wild detour from like what the movies usually are, is what I mean to say. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, even as a kid, I don't know. This one always like was uh, like stuck out, stood out to me. Um, yeah. There's something about it. Um, it's definitely not a Friday the 13th movie. It's one of those things kind of like we, we were talking about yesterday with Halloween ends where like it's almost like I wish it wasn't a Halloween movie. Yeah. I'd probably like it more. Because this thing is kind of more of just like a weird supernatural horror movie that encompasses everything from like body horror to slasher movies. Like it's got little vignettes of like almost yeah. every different type of horror in it. I have a theory on that. But okay. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, I assume you not so much history. No, I've never seen this movie before. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's my theory. All right, let's hear it. I think, I think in another, another universe, parallel to ours. Okay. Similar in every possible way. Okay. Except. Except. In this universe, there are different Friday the Thirteenth movies. Okay. Completely different from ours. Okay. Same characters, but wildly different premises. Mm -hmm. Wildly different characters. And in the year nineteen ninety three. For a brief moment, a portal between these two universes opened, and this movie, a print of this movie, came from that universe <laughs> and fell onto the desk of someone at New Line Cinema, and they went, well, fuck, put it out. Because this movie feels like a sequel to a bunch of Friday the 13th movies we have not seen. <laughs> like, there is lore in this movie yeah. that comes out of absolutely nowhere. Oh, absolutely. Like, everything yeah. with cr uh, uh, Creighton Barrel, or Creighton Duke. Yeah. Um, Everything he says you sounds like... Crafted Barrel. I'm thinking of uh, the place you get pancakes at. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Um, everything he says and does in this movie, it feels steeped in, I've been chasing this guy down for movies. Yeah. And you've all been there with me. Oof. And it all just comes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it, it reminds me of like the later Halloween movies with him and the cult and stuff like that. And uh, it's fun. I, yeah, I don't hate this movie. I don't love yeah. it, but I had fun. Yeah. I think it's fun. If I'm not mistaken, I think it predates um, the Cult of Thorn as well. Okay, so that's also interesting. Okay, um, another out example of Friday the Thirteenth beating Halloween to the punch and Halloween playing catch up. Still haven't gone to space, those cowards. <laughs> that was a pitch, though, like an early, early mm -hmm. pitch. John Carpenter, 
um, said that uh, if he were to have made like I think the fourth one, mm-hmm. I think it was the fourth one. He was like a uh, space station. That's where you said Michael. And they were like John Carpenter's off his rocker. And then what happened? Apparently Carpenter was just ahead of his time because in the nineties they sent everyone to space. Yeah. And then they did the opposite with Michael. Put him in the sewer. They did put him in the That's sewer. That's the opposite of space. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from the rip, this movie tries to pull the rug out from underneath you a little bit. Yeah. It does, in my opinion, it does what Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 does mm-hmm. with its first 10 minutes. Where at the end of it, it's like, psych, bitch, you thought. Yeah. No, this is my movie, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's the, the woman, she's walking around Camp Crystal Lake. Yes. Getting- Before we even finish that though I, I do off the bat want to say that the, like the one thing this reminds me of the most is a really bad and I mean this in an endearing way a really bad episode of the X-Files is what this reminds me of <laughs> yes absolutely I, I feel that 100% from the few episodes of yeah that I've seen for sure yeah yeah so lady is hanging out in a cabin alone it's quiet for a long time she's there there's a bulb out she goes to fix a bulb gets in the shower power goes out she runs from Jason and a lot like the rest of these movies, yeah, I, I, we get to that scene where she gets naked and she gets in the shower, and uh-huh. I just imagine that actress reading that script and going, I'm a cop, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be doing? I'm an undercover <laughs> police officer? No, all right. Yes. So this part uh, is a part that I personally, like, uh, I don't know that this, this part really works for me too much. I love it. I love that uh, him just getting blown to bits and like the triumphant yeah. military music playing while they're all <laughs> yeah but also like it's just one of those things where like I'm not trying to be like nitpicky but like just thinking about the FBI putting together this task force and this woman to go undercover so that they can try to blow up mm-hmm. what they've accepted I guess it's like I said it's like the X-Files or something they just have accepted that he's like an unnatural supernatural yeah. killing machine and they're like oh we got it we got it's a sting op but nobody's getting arrested. Absolutely. Bring yeah. in the H bomb. Yeah. Or dropping a little bomb on this boy. I love it. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I wish this had this bit had been. I knew that this happened at the beginning of yeah. it. I wish it had not, because <laughs> just the the sight of those floodlights coming on, yeah. and then like literally, there's like trumpet, like snare drum, like military, mm-hmm. like do 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 do, like music yeah. playing while they're all just blasting into them. And also, what are you doing? Do 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 do. Yes. Like uh, American Dad is that? It might be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. They play the American Dad theme song and just blow them to bits. Um, and jumping ahead to the end here, yeah. By far, stinky is Jason. You think so? Oh, look, I, look at the man. We really disagree on this, and we'll get to it at the end. I, I really love this Jason design. I don't think that it should have been in more than one movie or anything like that. I like it as like a one-off. Mm-hmm. Like you know the way that like Batman gets treated. Like if yeah. you get if you write your own little one, you get to make him look how you like. I like it in that way. It's like its own little thing. That I'm like that's an interesting design because like uh, just for juxtaposition, I guess like the seventh one they try to make him look all zombie and gross. Yeah, that didn't really work. But I do like this one where he's just like you know I was listening to the the, the special effects guys talk about like what they were going for with Jason. They were talking about they were going for like a diseased look. They're going for like a look where like he's been wearing the the mask for so long that his skin's starting to grow over it. That's it, he looks like you you ever walk through the woods and see like a tree that has grown around a bike that's been yeah. left there for fifty years. That's what yeah. he looks like. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things where um, I even think the design itself could have been done better. For some reason, Kane Hodder. I don't like Jason Big, but him wearing the baggy clothes make him look so scrawny. Okay, a little bit. He just looks a little, a little weird. But that that face and head design like. 
he really does look like um a nice contemporary to the 90s update like in that era modern monster like definitely monstrous in an appropriate to the 90s sense i guess it's just <laughs> the, i if i'm being honest yeah the thing that takes it out for me is yeah. the the long stringy patches of hair so that gross. he has everywhere i like it i hate how gross it is cuz i think without those he looks great yeah. yeah but like with that it just destroys the whole thing interesting yeah yeah it kind of harkens back to the second one when you take the sack off and he has long hair mm -hmm. actually you know it's like say you're at you're at a gig somewhere and you meet a dude he's pretty cool yeah you're like i like this guy i think i could be friends with this guy he seems seems pretty chill we have a lot of common interests and at one point, he takes his hands out from under the table and starts expressing with them. And you see these just crazy, long, disgusting fingernails. And you're oh, like, yeah. no, it's just ruined. I don't like this guy anymore. Um, I spent all that time talking about it now, though, because this movie spent so much time and care, apparently, into crafting their own unique Jason that lands, in my opinion. And then they don't spend any time with Jason, technically. Like, that, that Jason design yeah. is not used. Kane Hodder is barely in this movie. Yeah. Um, they blow him to bits. They take him to a... Um, yeah, what they what it was referred to frequently as a top secret government facility to do this autopsy. Mm -hmm. That's why Kane Hodder is doing a cameo as some sort of security person, and they're hassling um, who's actually the director of this movie, uh, Adam Marcus, or whatever his name is, uh, as he's going in to help the coroner do a autopsy. Um, I don't like the credit sequence. This is nitpicky, but it goes from like blaring loud to like this dude just like quietly whispering into. The, the thing is he's doing the autopsy it's just awkward mm -hmm. and jarring I get that yeah but anyways something about j Dog's heart fat as hell they're like bro two times the size of a normal man's Sopping. heart so I don't know why that's so funny but there's me? something about it that compels the, 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 the coroner to consume it yes he just yeah <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah because he started talking about like oh it's so big and I was like yeah but I'm talking about the big old bite he yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, homie's just looking at it and he goes uh, and then just yeah. shoves it in his mouth and starts eating it. Again, it's one of those things uh, like Halloween ends where it's like, as a Jason, uh, like a Friday the 13th movie, like a yeah, weird choice, but like as a general horror movie. Love it. Image, yeah. I like it. I do like it. Um, then the director kind of comes in and he starts like shit talking um, Jason. It's just another display of these movies and they've been doing it for quite some time and all kinds of like schlocky B movies and stuff do it. Um, I'm not like anti cursing and shit like that, but like they just like try to weirdly shoehorn it in. Like for some reason he's like, hey, look, you could just say whatever you want to Jason because he's dead as a doornail on this slab. Yeah. Hey, fuck you, you ass dick. Ah, why don't you fuck it sideways? I don't know why that was in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh. But then he gets probed. Jason? Jason does the probing. Oh, yes. He's yes, got yes, that yes, big yes. thing. and he's yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's a probe. And then he stabs him or whatever in the back of the head or whatever the hell. Oh, because he's the the, the, the coroner now. Yeah, consuming the heart has put put it in his... Is, do we get a little bit of the red flary things going into his chest in that opening? I don't believe so. Okay. For some reason, I feel like he did get a little bit. But um, I like this actor who plays the coroner. He's got a great look. Oh, yeah. does have a really good look. I like that guy. Then we get kind of a wild transition. The coroner, who is actually Jason on the inside, walks past Kane Hodder and the other security guard, mm -hmm. says some stuff about Jason being a pussy, 
and then Jason murders both of them, but you don't see it on camera. It just hard cuts to the news. Playing a live murder, yeah. Yeah, playing their footage of their dead bodies. And I believe this anchor is... Do you the, know who, do you what's know, that? Sorry, who's the anchor? He's the boyfriend of our yes. uh, main lady. What's her name? Marissa. Is it Marissa? No. I just made that up. I gotta look now. Do you know who the cameraman is, though? No. Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Made that up. It's a fun. It's a because Nightcrawler. He records oh, that yeah. murder and they put it on the news. Is her name Jessica Kimball? I don't know. She's the niece of Jason Voorhees and the daughter of Diana Kimball. So I think so. I believe it's Jessica, and I think she's dating Robert Campbell. I think Robert is the news anchor. Okay. But anyways, he's got something about like the whole oh Jason's escaped from the morgue or whatever. You liked this scene, didn't you? When we were watching it, you got a giggle out of this. It was so wild and out of the top, and it came over the top, and it came out of nowhere. No, I don't remember. You don't remember? Eh, it's supposed to be like a Dateline thing. It's funny. It's over the top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought you meant like something happened directly after that that I love. No, no, yeah, no. I do, I do love that. It felt very. Um, uh, this might be inaccurate, but it reminded me of Videodrome a bit. Okay. I haven't seen Videodrome in a long time. Yeah, that's fair. I mean. As I mentioned, there is a little body horror in there, and tonally, I could see it. Yeah, I can see yeah. what you're talking about for sure. Yeah. Um, and then do we go to the diner where her mom is? We might meet, yeah, them. Oh, we meet uh, Creighton Duke. Oh, right. Creighton Duke is on the TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Creighton Duke is getting interviewed, um, and this is a weird little scene. I'm curious if it's... I don't know necessarily intended, but at least for me, it reads a little bit like maybe a commentary on like how everybody always talks about how like death and sex are so intertwined in slasher movies because he says, I'm going to say a name and you tell me what you think. Jason Voorhees. And he's like, well, that makes me think of a little girl in a white dress pushing a hot dog through a donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then I think we go to the diner. Uh, Creighton Duke is the best character uh, in any of these. I'm going to say all of these. Yeah, I, I like Creighton Duke a lot. I haven't yeah. seen the next two. I can't imagine anyone's going to top Creighton Duke. <laughs> Stephen Williams, he's actually in the X-Files. Uh, he plays Mr. X. He is a secret informant to uh, Fox Mulder for a little while. Okay. Great actor. He was just at the Motor City Comic Con. I could, have, I could have met him. Whoa. Could have met him. You could have met him too. I'm always getting... Chris, you know me. My spare time, every now and then, I like to collect an action figure or two, put it up on a shelf, and go, neat. All the time, I'm seeing Jason from this movie, Jason from that movie by Where's NECA. the Creighton Ultimate Duke Jason toy? from Episode 7. Oh, here's Jason. Remember the one where it's Roy instead of Jason? Well, here's a figure of Jason from the beginning where he pops out of the grave, and it's actually Jason. Huh? You want all these Jasons? No. I want Creighton Duke. I want a Creighton Duke action figure to hold in my backpack at all times to keep me safe. <laughs> I I love the diner. Um, uh, I have a note here that says, diner is weird. Yeah, I think uh, some of the stuff kind of reminds me of a really shitty, shitty attempt at almost being like almost like Fire Walk with Me era yeah. kind of stuff. You yeah, know this I mean? is this is the exact time. Yeah, yeah, um, and I mean that in a way that I like a little bit, um, even though I don't think it's re reaching the artistic highs of something like Twin Peaks. But yeah, the diner is like a 1950s style diner. Um, you know, waitresses are wearing, you know, Twin Peaks double R diner attire. Um, they're having a Jason is dead like special 
Yeah, <laughs> the, the, that's, the, hey, that's that's funny that you bring that up. Not the special, but the yeah. This one is very X Files, Twin Peaks. Yeah, and the next one is Firefly Buffy because <laughs> yeah. they're just like, what do kids like now? Yeah, yeah, and they well, were wrong. It's like, what do kids like two years ago? Yeah, I've always said that this one's like a mix of like one part, uh, you know, shitty X Files episode, one part shitty Twin Peaks knockoff, and one small, 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 small part, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Um, but yeah, they're having a they're like a Jason special. They're making Jason burgers. The son's in the back like, eh, is this good? What do you mean make them like hockey masks? This is dumb. And the mom comes to the back. She's like, what are you talking about? You got to cut out the little eyes. You cut out the little eyes. And look at that. Enough uh, beef to make another burger. Hence the two for one special. Great. And uh, her, her husband is back for his ball cap. And she's like, oh, that's why I love this woman. Come here, Pookie. And they like kiss and stuff. And yeah, they're, they're this woman's also the only person out of any of these movies to have a New Jersey accent. Yeah, yeah. Well, besides the mayor, this is a small town. Yes, except for the mayor. Small yeah, towns yeah. are supposed to be safe. Um, no, it's not. Sorry to everybody listening. This is a visual bit. It's not. This is a small town. It's this is a small town. Yeah. Um, but anyways, throughout a series of small diner bits, you get the idea that like. Um, Creighton Duke is here, and he's our first hint at this. Mm-hmm. He talks to Diana, who is Jessica's mom, uh, cryptically about how like how important she is to this Jason situation. We learn later that she's supposed to be Jason's sister, and that Jessica is her daughter, making her the niece of Jason. Um, we meet a character later, Stephen. He's he bumps into the kids that are like going to Crystal Lake and he's like, what are you guys going to do? Drink and smoke and then premarital sex and then get slaughtered or whatever, which is uh, blah. Yeah, uh, bad line. Yeah, but then she's like, yeah, we were thinking about drinking and smoking and having premarital sex and not getting slaughtered because Jason's dead. Okay, I don't know if this was supposed to be funny or not, but it made me laugh. Yeah. He was on the phone with waitress. Yeah. She went, you got to be here exactly at this time. Or they talked in person. She's like, you got to don't do the daily. I know you. You got to be here exactly at this time. And he's in his car. And he's on his way. And then he's like, oh, pick up these hitchhikers. <laughs> I got nothing going on. Yeah. Um, I think that's her mom. Yes. Because I think what's going on at this point, what I was rounding up to, uh, is that Steven is Jessica's ex-boyfriend. We get later that I or, uh, guess that he abandoned her. And he's never actually met his daughter. But Jessica has a daughter. Still has a relationship with the mom? Yeah weird yeah because at this point he's tried to get back with her but she doesn't want to hear from him so the closest he can do is talk to the mom okay um but anyways basically we definitely see those kids who are going to drink and smoke and have premarital sex get murdered um you noted this one woman goes off to piss in the woods and you hear the piss and then Uh she gets murdered (laughs) and then another girl goes off to piss and you hear the piss and she gets murdered there are two back-to-back scenes of two different women pissing in the woods yeah 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 so less props to 23 year old guy (laughs) yeah um then a couple in the woods, uh, they're in the tent. They sex, and Jason cuts one of them kind of up instead of a so- side to side. Yeah, just yeah, just right up. down the middle, down up. Yeah, yeah, just up. Um, I think at some point during all of this, Jason has swapped bodies from the coroner to the sheriff. Yes, uh, and- he has a house now, Jason. 
Yeah, the Voorhees house. Yes. And in there... He takes the sheriff there. And straps him to the table. With leathers. It's leather straps. Yes. And... He covers him in shaving cream and shaves off his mustache. Yeah. Now, Chris, you're the aficionado of these movies. Yeah. Why? I will tell you. Adam Marquez actually has a reasoning. One of the things that he wanted to do with this movie, these are his words, was to kind of, quote-unquote, even up the score a little bit. Um, I don't remember seeing much, but he says that he tried to show just as much nude man and, like, man-ass as he did, like, naked women. I saw some man-ass in this, yeah. Yeah. Just one. Um, yeah. So he wanted to, and you only really see that one lady in the beginning kind of get naked, I guess. But anyways, so this was another example of him trying to, like, just in any little way he could put things into Friday the 13th movies that you've never seen. So in his words, he was like, if you really break down the essence of this scene, it is one man shaving another man and then kissing him on the mouth. So yeah, I just thought it would be interesting to put something that was, you know, sort of vaguely, in a sense, homoerotic in there. So well, do with nothing, that what you There was nothing vague about it. <laughs> Um, but basically that kiss uh, gives the sheriff the Jason disease now. Later on we see that it's a disgusting, horrible monster <laughs> that he kisses people's mouths to give to them. Yes. But then we go to a scene that, again, like I said, reminds me of like something almost Twin Peaksy, where like she's in her like rural, log cabin-y house, still in her waitress outfit. Uh, Jessica's mom, Diana, is. And the sheriff shows up, and she's like, oh, geez, what are you doing here? And he just goes, Bleh. And tries to throw up an evil spirit into her mouth. And then a man with a letterman jacket shows up and tries to save her. Um, she ends up getting stabbed because Jason like throws something across the room and stabs him in the back or whatever. And uh, our, our Mr. Steven like pushes the sheriff out the window. Uh, and he's just a loose now. Jason in the sheriff body is a loose. Diana is dead. Um, task handled uh, but then like I think the real cops show up and just think that Steven is murdered Jessica's mom now is basically how that whole thing plays out just like Halloween kills just like Halloween kills or um, ends or kills ends ends okay sorry it's okay Um, did we mention did they mention that Jason has to get in the body of I think that comes relative? in this next scene when he's when he's in the cell okay. which I thought it to. happened before he might have said a little bit of something okay. but I know for a definitive fact that it happens here Steven ends up in a jail cell next to Creighton Duke. And Creighton Duke... Is in jail because... He was shit-talking the sheriff, and the sheriff just threw him up in there. Because he wants to be in jail. Because he wants to be it in jail. It was part of his plan all along, because he knew Letterman Jacket was going to get thrown yeah. in jail. He's playing 4D chess out here. Oh, absolutely. But previous in the in the, in the the movie, he's already mentioned the prices, and the people have prices. He names his prices $500,000 for killing Jason. Um, which the boyfriend of Jessica, um, Robert, the guy who does Dateline, is willing to put up. And um, so he basically tells Stephen he has information, but everything costs something, and he proceeds to slow, like break one of his fingers for each of the questions he asks. Um, and s like what you're saying about like the 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 mustache shaving scene being kind of homoerotic. Yeah. When he's telling him, he's like, oh, everything's got a price. Yeah. And he's like, give me your hand. And yeah. he's just kind of holding and like kind of caressing his hand. Yeah. He's like, are you willing to pay the price? I was yeah. like, Creighton? I like this scene. I was like, Creighton Duke, are you going to have sex with this man? 
I actually like this scene. I do. It, I it really reminds do. it reminds me of like almost I think you should leave. Like I know that we've summed up. I think you should leave <laughs> as like um, it runs on the logic of children. Like yeah. that's where uh, that guy's humor comes from, in my opinion, in a very good way. I, I really do like it. But that's kind of like what I think of when I think of the scene. Like it just almost seems like only a child would be like, yeah, go ahead and keep breaking my fingers. And they have like a weird like boyhood bond that happens because of it. Because by the time that he asks his like third question, Creighton pauses for a moment. And he's like, this one's on the house. And he's like earned his respect kind of thing. It's this yeah, weird like, cause it's like middle school almost kind of dynamic absolutely yeah i love this whole scene just because of creighton duke everything every scene he's in he just kills like just he's like kind of giddy to be doing this but also still kind of serious but like he's a perfect example of almost like an anti-hero kind of a yeah thing. Like he's, he plays by his own rules but in general he's working towards the right goal but also i feel like constantly at the same time everything he's doing is motivated by Oh, I just kind of want to do this. Like, <laughs> why is he breaking his fingers? Because oh, he can. Because I can. This man, will, I can get this. I can talk this man into letting me yeah. break his fingers. I'm gonna do it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he's, he's the way he is because there's something about his essence that allows people to allow him to do yeah, these things. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um. So now he's clued in. He knows what's up. Uh, basically, what's up is what follows. You know, like I said, general horror movie stuff. Uh, okay, introducing it into the Friday the 13th movie, weird, but also it's the ninth one, so who gives a fuck? He basically explains that Jason doesn't just exist in that form, kind of like what these the last two Halloween movies of the David Gordon Green trilogy have tried to do, the whole idea that like evil is contagious or can, ta- can take on any shape or whatever. But basically what he's saying is that like uh, there's an evil spirit basically that lives inside of him, that's what Jason actually is. If you destroy his body, doesn't matter because he's a really a demon on the inside that can manifest in anybody. Um, but at this point, because of the bombs, they done blown up his home, his favorite body to be up in. Uh, and the only way for him to get it back is to get inside of a woman from his bloodline. Do they say it has to be a woman or just they part don't. of his bloodline? It is bloodline. There just happens to be two women left. Yeah. And I, the daughter. The little baby daughter. So. And the baby, well, yeah. 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 I guess there's only two at that point because Diana's dead. But anyways. Oh, yeah, right. I, in my notes, I wrote down, um, I already don't remember who this waitress is. And then two notes later, I wrote, the waitress died before I found out who she was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so at this point, for the second time in this film series, our main hero hatches a plan to get out of a jail cell. Um he's showing his friend cop that his broken fingers and he steals the gun from him gets a loose right all oh, right i forgot about friend cop yeah yeah he beelines for the Voorhees house and who's in there robert and he's just being a shitty wall street fat cat type businessman guy where he's just in there talking about it like well i should mention also that steven found the necronomicon oh yes because canonically yes jason is a dead eye <laughs> is it the knife that they stab him with at the end the one from evil Dead? i believe it is as well yeah, yeah. i believe that both those props were dropped off on set by sam raimi in a bag and the freddy krueger glove showed up in a briefcase uh, that was handcuffed to west craven's <laughs> wrist so it just That's shows so you funny. the kind of imbalance um but anyways basically he finds the necronomicon then he hears steven come and hides um Steven basically explains that he's stolen his girlfriend's dead mom's body to hide in the house for ratings because he's going to have the camera crew in there discover it there. And he's got this whole elaborate plan and yada, 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 whatever. Jason. He's just like Nightcrawler. 
He is. Jason shows up in whatever body he's inhabiting at this point. I think it's the, still the sheriff. Yes, that's that was one of my favorite things. That yeah. sheriff burst in, and I, and I thought, oh, fuck, we haven't seen this guy in, like, 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then Stephen at some point ends up, I think, like, the, Diana falls on him all dead and stuff, and he's in there with the dead body or whatever. I believe Jason takes off. Jason takes Newsman. Yeah, he takes Newsman's body. And you see Sheriff Man's body melt. Oh yeah, so cool! It's a really Looks cool effect. So yeah, good, a little yeah. bit of body horror. His like he's like on the floor and he gets up, but his jawbone stays in the goopy. Yeah, his body is just melting just into the floor while yeah. he's trying to get up and stuff. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to like have happen to the body once Jason leaves because yeah. you didn't need to have anything like that. Mm-hmm. He could have just left the body and then it's just the body, but instead they have it like melt. This weird little body horror vignette. Um, from there, I think, how does, I think Steven like beelines for the diner and they're in there with guns and they know that Steven's probably going to come there like the waitress and her line cook boyfriend or whatever. And they're talking to Jessica about how he's probably going to come here, whatever the hell. Um, he's in the back looking at his baby and then like a dishwashing boy comes up and he's like, this is the first time I've seen my daughter. And the dishwashing boy's like, Steven... You got to get out of here. Take my car. Then, wait, is this, is he now, he can't be newsman yet. Yeah, we might have, did we skip forward a little bit? I think we skipped forward a little bit. I think he goes from here to the Voorhees house and then we see all that. I think he makes a beeline for the diner to find baby. When is he back? Because he's he's back at the police station and, and the newsman attacks the police station at one point. And that's something that almost reminds me of like a George Romero zombie movie because they keep like putting bullets into him and he's got all this like black shit coming out of his bullet holes and like his mouth, the newsman does. Yeah, because he goes and he finds baby mama. Yeah. And then they go to the police station. Yeah. Man, I do not. I, this is all I just a big mess it, in my head. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember how exactly this all plays out. But yeah, that is one scene. I do like all the stuff that happens at the police station. Um, the diner thing happens. And then there is a scene where the diner gets attacked. Mm-hmm. I guess by Robert or whatever. The uh, the newsman, yeah. Yeah, and Jessica makes off without Stephen, okay. I think. Um. Anyways, I should just mention that you know at first Jessica believes that Stephen is a murderer and has killed Robert, because there is the point where he runs over Robert. Yes. Yes, and that's where. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what happens. I think that predates them going to the police station. Because he gets abandoned and the cop finds him again. And the cop uh, tells him, like, he's like, you're not you're not going to take me to jail. And then the cop's like, Jessica's at the jail. And he's like, then take me to the jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because at that point, she still believes that Robert's dead because he has that one line, which I like, where he's like, you really think I killed Robert? He's like, Robert ain't dead. And then Robert shows up again later. And that's when she finally sides with Steven and decides we got to figure this shit out. Anyways. There's that nice little scene with him and friend cop. Yes. Where he's just like, come on, man, I have a gun. And, yeah, and he's and like, he's, I have a gun, too. Yeah. yeah, I do like their little friendship. I think yeah. they got a nice little friendship. Because, like, in the beginning, like, the cop is like, uh, I know you didn't do this, man. I'm going to do anything I can to get you out of here. And then later on, he's mad because the dude double-crossed him to, like, get out of jail kind of a thing. And that's when they're bickering there. Um, but anyways, we finally, I don't think I'm missing too much. I think we messed up the timeline a little bit. But at the end, basically, it all ends up in the Voorhees house. 
Um, Creighton Duke is there already. Because, oh, that's right. There was like a note in the baby's little cradle. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. at the house or whatever. Because Creighton Duke, just too cool. Shows up, has the baby. Jessica's like, give me the baby back. And he's like, I'll give you the baby back, but you just, you need, I need two minutes from you. Uh, she, he's like, you got to kill Jason. She's like, I don't want to kill nobody. I just want to take my body and get out, but a uh, baby and get out of here. And he's like, there is no getting out of here. He's just gonna keep coming from you. Unless you I'm kill him. I'm gonna start saying that when I want to leave. Huh? I'm gonna take my body and I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> my baby. <laughs> um, and then he throws a knife at her and she catches it and turns into the Evil Dead deck. Hell yeah, it does. Um, then Jason busts in. Steven's there too. They wrestle with them and stuff like that. The dagger falls underneath the headdress. He- headdress. The dresser. Don't they? Is he? He's not Jason yet, right? Mm-mm. No, yeah, he's okay. trying to like get his like worm into somebody else, and then it just gets a loose, oh, right. and it's like running around on the floor. Yeah. And, and uh, the people making this movie, like the director's like, I don't know, I want something that looks like kind of like it came out of Alien. Yeah, this bit and reminds a, me of... in a picture of the face hugger and the yeah. xenomorph up. He's like, I don't know, something like this. Yeah. And the the designers of this movie were like, oh, we just put those two together. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure, fine, yeah. why not? This whole bit gives me big Evil Dead vibes, especially with like Creighton Duke yeah. falling into the basement, yep. and then the head hugger thing being down there too. Um, Creighton Duke dies down there. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like Stephen. Oh no, no, I don't think he's dead just yet because they're up there, and I, Stephen says, "Like, hey, Creighton, you said he needs to yeah. get inside of a woman to come back to life," and he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Does it have to be alive?" And then they all like look at each other, and I think they can hear him from the basement making noises or something like that. Because because newsman brought dead mom there, and so dead mom's just in the basement. Yeah. yeah, and I will say that I'm not saying it's well written, but that is a nice way that earlier they planted the seed. She's already there. Yep. Yeah, not bad. It's nice. And they fight for a while. He busts out of the floor. Hell yeah. They fight for a while, and uh, yeah. Long story short, after some tumbling. And all kinds of stuff. Steven gets knocked into like a jungle gym and the jungle gym falls on top of him. Um, basically, Jessica jumps on top of him, stabs him in the chest. Um, and then a beam of light comes down. Yeah, but also like there's a little bit of punching and she kicks it a little bit further into his chest. Yeah. Yeah, but mainly yeah. the point is uh, the Lord saves Jesus the Christ of Nazareth came yeah. down and saved them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they beam a light of holy light, the the beam of holy light right on down to Jason, and then um, some big old like Tim Jim Henson fucking pu- yeah puppeted like tree claw clay kind of like hands they coming out of the like ground and like big sandy hands yeah, yeah. big goofy monster hands come and yeah. pull them down and they grab all on Jason and they grab a little bit on Stephen and um, basically they pull him down to hell I guess yeah I, I believe Jesus Christ of Nazareth damned him to hell. As he should. As he should. He definitely belongs in hell. Yeah. And then the movie kind of ends with like a little shot of them kind of silhouetted, I think, just kind of walking into the, the orange morning sun a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then a dog comes along. Um, Jason's mask in the sand, and the dog comes along, and the dog goes away. And then Kane Hodder's hand covered in the Freddy gloves grabs the mask, and you hear someone try to do a Freddy laugh. <laughs> And the mask gets pulled into presumably mm-hmm. hell, and, and the, the the credits roll. Is that where Freddy lives? Does Freddy live in hell? I guess so. Okay. I guess so. That's actually continuity that c- continues into the the next uh, the next installment. Uh, not the ten, not Jason next, but the Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. The uh, exposition for that one is that they're both kind of in hell, and Freddy wants you know influence on the real world again. 
And to do so, he decides to manipulate Jason into rising again because he has that ability. So he basically gets into Jason's dreams and, and mm. appears to him as his mother and tells him that he's got to go to Elm Street and he's got to kill those kids or whatever. And basically what Jason is, or what Freddy's doing is using Jason to like cause fear there. Well, go on. Because given the proximity to like Elm Street and stuff like that, they're just going to assume that Freddy Krueger's doing it again. People will start to believe in him again think about him and that's what gives him power is the mm. which is kind of classic like demonology stuff that like acknowledging a demon is what gives it power yeah yeah and meanwhile like yeah. i'm sure like a, an earthquake or a tsunami is happening so <laughs> our lord and savior is busy so he can't step yeah. in on this one yeah yeah he can't he can't yeah full plate all right so that's that's jason goes to hell in a nutshell it sure is it is um uh, yeah like i said i mean it could be boring it could be bad uh, it could be bland, depending on your tastes and stuff like that. Depending on my tastes, I just think it's a pretty good time. <laughs> it is. I think it's. I think it's. I, this movie's fun for sure. Yeah. It's not good in any way, yeah. shape, or form. The only yeah. shape that's good in this is the shape of Creighton Duke. Yeah. But yeah. everything else around it, it's yeah. just go wacky. Yeah. Well, like I said, I just think it's interesting that we ended up, you know, Halloween Ends ended up coming out really close to this one. I don't yeah. think Halloween Ends is necessarily. I don't know which one. I think they're both of the same ilk in a sense. They're both not good, but there is some fun to be had there. Absolutely. Um, I may prefer Jason Goes to Hell. I don't know. Maybe I, I prefer the other one. I don't know. Um, but you, I, th- I just think Jason Goes to Hell could use a little bit more drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, what a what a wild movie. I don't, you know, it's, it's also one of those things like I'm not comparing these all in terms of quality because I think there's a clear winner here. But it is something like Season of the Witch or Halloween Ends, where it's just like, uh, you know, what a wild, wild, wild um, amount of free reign these, uh, this this cast and crew and the writers and everybody yeah. were, were given to, you know, with this intellectual property. <laughs> yeah, like I I, I I did that big bit about it earlier, but I, I it's in, this movie feels like it comes from another universe. Yeah. And it's... I like I mean I want to say it's insane that they let them do this yeah. but it's not it's what the ninth of these movies yeah. and at this yeah at this point they're like yeah we we'll just do whatever I don't care just mm-hmm. make money with this IP that we have yeah so yeah um, any closing thoughts on this thing no not at all yeah four four out of ten yeah. I'm gonna give it a that's right we do we do letters uh, I'm gonna give this movie a flat D. Yeah, I think a flat D is definitely fair. Yeah. yeah. I think a flat D is definitely fair. Um, I'm going to do the same. Like I said, it's... Um, is it a Friday the 13th movie? No, not really. No, not at all. doesn't have it in the title anywhere, so... Yeah. Um, but it is a weird, messy amalgam of a lot of Shit. horror movies yeah. smashed together. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> In a very fun way that uh, kind of reminds me of, like I said, something like Season of the Witch or Halloween Ends, or uh, it's got a little bit of a shitty X Files vibe to it. It's got a little bit of a shitty Twin Peaks vibe to it. It's got a little bit of a shitty Cronenberg movie vibe to it. Um, it's just. Would it be fair to say it's almost like a. It's not in terms of quality, but it's almost like Adam Marcus was a little horror movie Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> like, you know how, like. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about that. Adam Marcus. <laughs> for being 23 insane the balls on this kid to do th- make this movie but b go and what if he's a deadite what if yeah. like what if like it's also tied into evil dead and the balls on him to see go 
Also, I want Freddy Krueger to show up at the end. <laughs> yeah. He did, I, I did see a talking hand where he talks about that. He was like, I had that idea and I pitched it to the boardroom and they just fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Because um, at that point, you know, basically since the carry Friday the 13th, they'd been trying to cross the two over, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why you ended up fighting carries because Paramount and New Line Cinema couldn't agree. But now New Line Cinema owns it. Uh, and so, you know, not to get too far ahead of myself, but the next film we're about to talk about, Jason X, the only reason why it came out was because they wanted to hold the fans over, quote unquote, or whatever the fuck, and like help them not forget about Jason River in the interim between Goes to Hell and Freddy vs. Jason. Freddy vs. Jason ended up taking 10 years, and Jason X ended up getting shelved until literally the same year as Freddy vs. Jason, so task not accomplished. That's by so funny. Change. I didn't know they came out the same year. Why, do you, why, why, why did it take 10 years for... Freddy vs. Jason to come out. Just getting they, they they just went through apparently from what I've heard just dozens of scripts and just really wanted to get the idea right and make sure they had the right story and the right this that and the other like I don't know they were just very worried about getting it right for some reason. I don't. And know. in your opinion, did they? <laughs> I think it's a very. I'm not a fan of Freddy vs. Jason, but I can respect that. I think they did a good job of crossing it over. My problems with Freddy vs. Jason don't lie in the spine that they built the movie around. Okay. It more so just has to do with, like, the era it came out in. I, I, I understand that completely. Because yeah. just like Jason X, like, it's one of those things where, like, by that point, like, you had your Joss Whedon's and your Kevin Williamson's doing the snide, snarky, fourth wall break stuff. So, like, just any horror movie from, like, 96 to, like, 2000 and five 22 to, yeah had to be that way um and yeah there's just like you know a character that's just clearly a jane silent bob rip off and you know your main cast are just like uh, i know this is a weird thing to say but like just an unbelievably 2003 sexy mm-hmm. you know they're not just kids they just they they, they they look like gap models uh and in general it just kind of has that like very dark like gray but chic and sharp look that like a lot of aughts horrors absolutely opted for yeah. we watched the trailer yesterday yeah. yeah i know exactly what you mean yeah um and then in general i'm not necessarily a monster mash fan but i'm not gonna hold that against it um but yeah so that that's well, we're gonna get there that's that's next week that's next week baby that's next week but right now it's time to x amen do you want to do your, your little list? My oh my little list. Oh yeah, you're right. Thanks for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to run the show. Yeah, I. That's why I'm the co-host. I'm yeah. here to keep you on track. All right, Friday the Thirteenth. Jason goes to hell. The final Friday. Here's the, my questions from the bottom of the lake. Uh, Jason's drip. We talked about it a bit. I like it. You don't. I don't just because yeah. of the hair. Yeah. Okay. It sucks. All right, wrap that one up quick. Vibes? Vibes? Yeah. Like write, I that, said, write that down somehow. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to give it a thumbs up just because, like I said, it somehow feels like the X-Files and Twin Peaks at the same time. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just got... Like, it doesn't have the gr- the, the, the the vibes of either of those. It's got the very a very specific 1993 stink on it. Yeah, yeah but it, it, it definitely feels, like, tangential to those things. Like, I can feel the influence of both of those things. I'm not saying oh, it ever reaches the heights of either of those shows because those are two separate. 
vibes from even each other. Mm-hmm. But it's just so like sandwiched somewhere in the culture of that yeah. time that, yeah, I like them. I like them. Um, overall ranking. I'll give you a little refresh. Your current ranking it, ranking is uh, five, four, six, two, three, one, eight, seven. I'm going to put it right under two. Okay. All right. Five, four, six, two, nine, three, one, eight, seven. For me, mine are basically six, five, four, three, two, one, and then eight, seven. I put Takes Manhattan just a little bit above the carry one. As for this one, I would probably put it right underneath four. I'm probably going six, five, four, nine, three, two, one. That's eight, respectable. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is the one that almost universally um, fans hate. They consider this one worse than Jason X or the reboot or oh, yeah. Freddy vs. Jason. In fact, most fans really do genuinely appreciate um, Freddy vs. Jason. They really genuinely appreciate um the reboot and they in a campy sense definitely embrace jason x Mm -hmm. it's not it's close to the end but not in the way that jason goes to hell is this one's like vilified in the community like people just hate jason goes to hell so there's a little bit of trivia for you back to the questions favorite character i think I can speak for both of us when hmm. I say Creighton Duke. Who would it be? Yeah, it's Creighton Duke. Yeah, with a bullet, yeah. So good. Uh, you've already mentioned as well, Jason be stanking the worst, you think? Stanking the absolute worst, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I that can, overgrowth I that. over his mask, yeah. he's infected for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I wish they would have shown in the movie, just because I feel like it would fit in with this whole weird horror amalgam that the movie's going for how he eats have you ever seen underneath the mask yeah in this in In this one this one what this design is no basically what it is is like it's just a skeleton oh yeah yeah there is no skin there how's that fit with you i'm fine with that yeah yeah all right favorite scare in this one it could just be anything spooky. We've covered this a couple um, of times. It doesn't have to be something yeah. that's like, well, oh, shit, that was spooky. I'm going to say... I think i got to give it to the man melting into the floor. I'm going to give it to the man. But I really want to give it to the big clay hands. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I love the big clay hands. And then, <laughs> then yours is big clay hands. Mine's melting into the floor, yeah. All right. Uh, best worst. Best him eating the heart. Yeah. Worst... Um, oh, that's something else we totally forgot to mention. I love, again, it's something that gives me the Twin Peaks vibes. I love that when you see his reflection, no matter what shape he takes on, yes. you see his form. Yes. Just like Bob. Just like a vampire. Just like Bob. Just like Bob. Or a vampire. But anyways, best or worst? Uh, slash worst. Best, eating the heart. Worst, um, we mentioned something that was bad earlier. Fuck, what was it? Oh, the, the... What are you going to do? Go uh, do drugs and have premarital sex? That's the worst. That is absolutely the worst. As for best, that's a tall order. Because there are a lot that are contenders in this one. I feel like this one is is full of really good moments. I changed my answer. Okay, go ahead. Best is Creighton Duke breaking that dude's fingers. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking Creighton Duke breaking those fingers. 
Oh, I didn't give my favorite skate. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was the big hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you with the Creighton Duke breaking the fingers. Great. That wraps it up. I mean, you know, like I said, I think this ranks among the most fun of these movies. Oh, I really these, do. these late stage? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's the way that I like usually look at it is like, you know, one, to, one through three is its own little bit. They're their own little trilogy. Yeah. So. Four through six. And then there's seven through nine. Eh. Usually I lump ten in there. That one ends up being a fourie. Or, yeah. or do you lump that in with Freddy and... I would I would lump that in with Leave these, it. yeah. Yeah. Because it feels like it ignores everything else, and I'm going to assume these next two I gotcha. as well, yeah. But yeah, it's really tough, because one through three, I don't I don't know what my favorite would be. Probably three, just because I like the way Jason look, and the 3D's fun. And you get all those goofy bits mm -hmm. with like him lifting his mask up and stuff. Four through six. Six, five, four is how I rank them, but goddamn, are they neck and neck. I really think that those three... That's prime. Yeah, those are... Uh, That's the prime. Yeah, those are the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then seven, eight, nine. Yeah, this one usually takes easily takes the cake for me. I would easily, again, rank it like nine, eight, seven. <laughs> like yeah. It's weird how the series keeps ramping up. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, not in the sense that it's like from the first one to the ninth one, it just keeps getting better, but like it goes like one, two, three, and then there's a huge jump from four, five, six, and then there's a huge drop. Mm -hmm. And then there's not really much movement, but then nine goes back up. Anyways, and then 10, Freddy vs. Jason, a reboot? Damn, I mean, that's a stretch I just don't care for. We'll talk about it next week? Well, we'll get to talk about one right now. We'll talk about two-thirds of it next week. That's true. Up next is Jason X. Because <laughs> he looks like the Terminator, you get it? I do. All right, what's in this one? Oh, banana peel. That'd be wild. Watch out. Yeah. All right, this is also a very good bit. Um, it's a dog taking a shit, but this time it's on the moon. <laughs> There's stars and Earth. Earth. Earth 2, yes. Earth 2 in the back. Jason X, 3 out of 10. Yeah, these are good. Where's the other one? This is a good bit. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. That's good. What is your history with Jason X? I believe you and I watched it. We did. There many was a moons night ago. quite a while ago. We were both very drunk. And we were looking at I'm sorry to bother you. It had just come out and it was streaming. And for some reason, probably my dumbass was like, We should watch Jason X and you were like, Oh yes. Because you were drunk enough to be very excited about it. Yeah. And then we watched it and I was like, Oh shit, this is not good. Um, but you seem to love it. Uh, yeah. It turns I, out you don't even remember. No, I remember none of it, no. But you did cling on to... I was like, yo, Jason's in space. I don't know how this isn't... It can't be good. Yeah. And we watched it last night, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <sighs> so it's your history with Jason X besides that, because that's mine. Uh, my history with it was as a kid. I remember watching it. Um, I remember... I was very young, but I remember, um, I've discussed this before as a kid, like, if you were a beefcake, you were okay in my book. And I remember really liking <laughs> the Jason X design, um, but I don't really remember giving a shit about the movie. I just remember seeing it a couple of times. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid, you just kind of, like, let shit play sometimes. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put this one in again. I don't necessarily yeah, like absolutely, it, but, yeah. like, what else am I going to do with a Wednesday? Um, so, yeah, I've just seen it a, a lot as a child. Um, as I grew a bit older, I was kind of like, all right, this one doesn't really have any redeeming qualities compared to the rest mm -hmm. of them. This is a low 
for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's fucking Jason in space. Uh, I had a, I had a blast. Not gonna lie. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, from my understanding, Sean Cunningham and all and and company, uh, as I said earlier, were trying to keep Jason still in the public mind, and uh, they thought for a long time they were like, oh, Jason in the snow. Jason, yada yada, and I guess someone said Jason in space, and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's do it," and uh, they all loved it, loved the idea, loved the script. Uh, apparently, the studio interfered and made them make it a little more Joss Whedon-y with the the shit, and just oh, kind did of, they? Yeah, that's a that's a joke. Because yeah. yeah, of course they did. <laughs> and uh, basically, by the time the 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 studio got their grubby hands off of it, everybody was kind of like, eh, "It didn't really turn out the way that we." Kind of had a vision, but here we are. I'm a huge sucker. I always love different decades idea of the far future. Yeah. And yeah, that's why I was excited about this because I do love that like 90s Firefly industrial space. Yeah. Like where there's just like spaceships are driven by basically truckers. Yeah. And mechanics and stuff like that. I love that. I mean, I know that's what Alien is. Yeah, but started like with I, Alien, but it's still like for a long time. Really ramped up in the 90s. And then we're watching it, and I'm seeing these spaceships. I'm like, yeah, this is what I want. And then you're like, yeah, they just weeded this up because Firefly and Buffy and stuff were really big. And I was like, oh, that makes it so much worse. <laughs> and like, that's all I could see through the whole thing. And there's so much like, even like when I jump in the head to the end when he turns fuckbot his fuckbot into a he killing uploads. machine. We'll get there. Yeah. When he turns her into big time killing machine, he turns her into what's her name from Underworld. Yeah. And remember in Underworld where she shoots a circle around her so she can fall through the floor? Of course I do. She does that to Jason. She does that to Jason, <laughs> and it looks so bad. All right, from the top, it's 2010. Jason has been captured. I assume they did it with a giant net. Uh, and he's just at some kind of research facility. Isn't it crazy how one of the futures in this movie is technically the past? Whoa. Whoa. Um, but basically, Big Daddy Cronenberg shows up, and he's like, hey... <laughs> Something I don't know what. For some reason, he wants to move Jason or something. What he is shows it? up and he's like, "Hey, I don't know what something." <laughs> yeah. No, he's like, "Hey, this guy is unkillable. We need right. to do more research yes. on him. We're taking him across the country." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And hot scientist is like, "That's not okay. You're yeah. all gonna die." Yeah. Her name is Vanessa, I believe. Sure. Or is there someone named Janessa in this? Yes, there's a Janessa. There's a Janessa. Um, her name's Rowan. Rowan. Okay. Rowan. So she hides around the corner and Cronenberg and company go and they pull the blanket off Jason because there was a guy who put the blanket on Jason. Yes, yes. But now he's where Jason was chained up like an animal. Jason's on the loose. He fights everybody like Halloween kills mm -hmm. and then stabs Cronenberg with like almost like a javelin throw type motion yes um this i i told you while we were watching this i was like yeah seeing this i can absolutely understand why the mortal Kombat guys were like you know let's get jason in the mix yeah because he, he 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 has a chain and and and, and whips it ghost rider style around someone's neck and then pulls them back yeah 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 like a the Scorp scorpio yeah scorpion and then uh ronan shows up and she uh Ronan. She puts him in the cryogenic freezing chamber, but he chops it up a little bit, Stabs and then it her. cryogenically freezes the whole room until twenty four fifty five. Yeah, which is an insane amount of time. Yeah, 
Um, then a what we learn is a team of school students find him down there. You get your first little kind of jokey joke of the movie where they're looking at him and someone's like, what is on his face? And they're like, it's some kind of body armor. And the fuck robot says, that's a hockey mask. Hockey was outlawed uh, by the Canadian government in 2024 or something like that. Um, you heard it here first, hockey. Your days are numbered. Yeah. Um, they decide to crack it open. He's a big old Jason Sickle. Jay Sickle. There you go. He's a big old Jay Sickle. He falls down. Chops off Jay's arm. <laughs> yeah, Jay. Um, Somehow, white guys with dreads have existed. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to tell you, whoever's listening. <laughs> but in 2455. They're sticking around for a while. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Um, they also grab Ronan, and they take both of them up to the ship. The ship is called the Grendel. Is it? Yes. Okay. Um, on the Grendel, there is Max Keebler's big move principle. Yeah. Not quite. No disrespect to that guy. The principal is a, a better actor. And there's just a bunch of teenagers. There's the J1. There's a couple of boys and a couple of girls. They're, there's just folk. There's some people on the ship. There's kids. They're here. There's the one that looks like Matthew Perry who has a robot he programmed to fuck him. Mm-hmm. He tries to put nipples on her, but they fall off. <laughs> and make like a metal clang when they hit the floor? Don't understand that. <laughs> I'm sorry. He tries to put robots in. Uh, nipples on his robot is very funny. She and goes, the fact that they Janessa fall off. Janessa has them. Yeah. yeah. Like they're magnet. Yeah. Um, they're doing an autopsy on J-Dog. The girl in the sweater. The blue sweater. She's cutting his face around the mask. Yes. And meanwhile, they have... Oh, she cuts out her eyeball. His eyeball and puts it in the little... Yeah. Ugh, it's it's, gro- it's gross, gross, but very clearly just a, a, grape, a peeled grape. grape yes. <laughs> um, uh, meanwhile, they're um, resuscitating or bringing back to life Rowan, um, and they have her hooked up in this big fancy space machine on a spaceship, and these weird like nanobots are like rebuilding her and stuff like that, and like they got this like crazy technology to like unthaw her and stuff like that, and then you cut it over to Jason and he's on. A big grill, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, when she comes to, they explain to her that like Earth is Earth has been Wallied and they've made a new Earth or they found a new Earth. One of the two, probably found one, but I think it's funnier to say made one. Uh, and Chris, what do they name this new Earth? Nerth. No, it's worse than that. Earth two. Yes. <laughs> Which is wild because if uh, any of our naming, uh, you know, conventions it would. You know, be telltale as to what we would call New Earth. We really call it. We would call it New Earth. New England, New York, New Jersey. Oh, I think we'd come up with something better than that. Apparently not. That's what we do. We always just throw New, New Baltimore. Yeah, but that's specifically America. The whole world would have to agree on what we call. Yeah, Earth but pump the brakes for a second. It seems pretty ethnocentric. Who is in the future? Look at who's on the ship. They're all Americans. Okay, in this yeah. in this movie, yes. Yeah. There's a black man on the ship. But But you don't have any like Scottish people or like anything like that. You just just straight up it seems like it's just Americans who have yeah. made it to twenty four fifty five. Maybe there aren't even countries in hey, on, on Earth. We don't know. But I'm saying in real life. Yeah. Um What do you think we would have called it? I don't know. Probably like 
we probably would have gone nowadays we would have gone for something like we would have called it like phoenix or like oh wait no we already do phoenix but something that like where we would have gotten like a like a greek name that means like hope or something you know what i'm saying like utopia but not we, utopia you know what i'm we saying we name it phoenix and then in, <laughs> and then in arizona too there's an earth arizona um no we'd probably call it like uh, um Gaia or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like something like that, yeah. like ancienty that means something like beautiful or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, anyways, she's doing this autopsy. Someone's fucking on the ship, and Jason doesn't like that. And that's what wakes him up. Yeah. It is what wakes him up. Yes. Uh, he gets up. This is something that people uh, in the fan base love: the cryogenic head smash kill. The MythBusters even did this. They busted it. You can't do this. Hmm. But. Yeah, he grabs her head, puts her in the liquid um, nitrogen. I hate, liquid nitrogen? Yeah. And smashes it? I hate this scene before he smashes her. Okay, go on. Because... When, he lifts, when she lifts the mask and it's all wet and goopy? No, when she turns around and she's typing on her computer and Jason's hand moves and she turns around and nothing happens. And then we cut to another scene that we cut back there and like Jason's head moves a little bit and she turns around and nothing happens. And then she turns around... And nothing happens. Yeah. And then she turns around and he's gone. Oh. And then he comes off from off screen and kills her. Like a just, spooky. No, it's not a spooky. Spooky. Okay, it's a spooky. Now he's a loose on the ship though. After taking future machete. Which I hate. Yeah. I hate that it's backwards. <laughs> we also get because I think it's supposed to be a saw. It's supposed to be some kind of saw. It's got like a serrated edge on the inside curve. Yeah. Max Keeble Prinsler, Prince, Prinsler, Max Keeble Principal calls a guy who seems like his body has shut down from smoking or something. He seems like a smoker. I think he's just laying in bed. I thought he couldn't move and shit like that. No, I, I think he was he, some I, sort of. Just... I think he just called him while he was asleep and they uh, live in those little like tube, like yeah. those Japanese hotels. Uh huh. Um, this guy, I like. You like this guy? Yeah, because he's got no front teeth and he talks like this. Yeah, I think it's from smoking. He's just fun. I think he's lost his teeth from smoking. God, I hope so. I hope that's going to happen to me someday. Um, But anyways, basically he says they just have a conversation. (laughs) They have a conversation about how money rules the world. And for some reason, this guy knows who Jason Voorhees is 500 years into the future and says that he'd be worth a pretty penny. And uh, they decide to like, they're aware of and decide to forego the whole concept that like this might be more trouble than it's worth and mm-hmm. like let's just keep this murder machine on the ship because if i can get him back there here's something why not just keep them on ice till you both of them both people they don't have some way to like cryogenically freeze both these people until yeah they can take them to another facility that's a great point like is that a good idea to just be like thawing people out on well your... it seems like they had the but i just mean like in that setting like uh you're on like a little school field trip even if you're like future anthropologist or biologist or whatever, any kind of find, you probably want to bring back to the authorities and then have them decide what you want to do with that thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I just assumed that these were like college kids. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. like, I don't know, maybe they're... What I'm saying is that they have like supervising faculty. Like that's what the principal... He's not an actual principal, but that's yeah. what that character's supposed to be. He's supposed to be like their like professor. Yeah, and it may, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe this goes into a journal and they're like, mm, yeah, we found... Cause the guy said earlier that there are thousands and thousands of people who have been frozen from the past yeah. walking but just around not this still, far back. but not this far back. Yeah. So I could see this being like a, like yeah. a, like a, in a, like a college study in the yeah. shit like that. And it seemed like they had everything yeah. pretty, like they had the facilities to do it on the ship. Like yeah. the ship was kind of designed to do that. Maybe, maybe 
but also you think that's what they're on the hunt for is frozen people yeah yeah or just for artifacts and stuff like that yeah. what's a better artifact than a dude and a lady yeah well he goes off and he kills a couple people having sex he kills the guy the guy yeah yeah the lady runs around she makes it back to the group yeah Cockpit? Sure. Starfleet? The the deck? Captain's log? The holodeck. They do have a holodeck. Ooh. I think next we get the holodeck. Okay. Also... You take the reins. I'm, I'm lost for a little bit here. Oh, people so am I. People are just kind of running around. Oh, people are running around this whole movie. Just yeah. doing stuff. Um, uh, they tease the guy who has a fuckbot. Yeah. Kind of rightfully so. Because yeah. they're not mean about it. They're just like, yeah, you made this robot to fuck. Yeah, this is KM. He's, He's like, oh, cut it out, guys. I did. I built her to love me. Um, <laughs> and he tries to put the nipples on her. They fall off. And then the guy dies. And then I think we cut to Jay and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Shoot, Who is the writer of this movie? Yeah. Shooting big, bad CGI monsters. That is true. And then they're like, oh, who's this? And it's Jason. And he shows up and he cuts one of the guys in half. They're like, and they're, cut the sim. Yeah. I said cut the sim. And it turns out they're just on the Oculus rift. Yeah. And uh, they, and they get killed a second time. They get to get, to, get, get told to twice. Also, awful. they do so much impressive stuff. Not impressive. It's pretty easy to see what they're doing. But they do a lot of stuff later where the robot is just ahead. Yeah. And it looks fine uh-huh but in this bit when they're in the game and stone cold's head gets cut off and then he's like cut the sim yeah it goes down to like six frames a yeah second. it's insane yeah. um so he kills them he kills more people he kills a lot of people yeah and then they talk to security on the ship and they're like hey we're all gonna hide in this room and drive to a space station yeah solaris they're very close to solaris yeah we're gonna um, knock at solaris yeah we're gonna we're gonna see george clooney and he's gonna help us but what is he telling him to do? The security guy's like, I'm going to kill Jason. Yes, and the and principal's like, uh, I'll give you money if you don't. He's like, oh, really, 5000 He's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And then he tells his team, Doc wants us to bring him back alive, so after you blow this guy to bits, shoot him in the leg so he can say we tried. It's mm-hmm. like, fun. I like yeah. this guy. He's my favorite character. Okay. They do Doc at Solaris, but not well, and they end up blowing up all of Solaris. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now they're just... Fucked. wandering in space alone not doing well not doing well yeah they hatch a plan to get to the shuttle like the thing that the like the safety safety boat yeah the escape escape, escape pod. pod yes that doesn't work out yes there's we, we skip right past a bit where the engineer on the ship the dude with the bandana yeah is tinkering on plants it looks like yeah and jason shows up behind him and he goes what the heck <laughs> and all the the guns gunmen go get down and he gets down and they just start blasting yeah just like just like that scene in predator just left to right except in predator they're shooting into the forest being like i'm gonna shoot as much space as possible yeah. so i can hit him in this they're 20 feet away from him. Yeah. They don't need to be going left and right. Just shoot directly at him. And it cuts to them shooting, and then it cuts back to where Jason was standing, and he was gone. And they're like, oh, where'd he go? How did you lose him? Yeah. Awful. Awful filmmaking. <laughs> Awful writing. Bad movie. Bad movie. Yeah. 
Then. Go think about what you've done. Come back in 20. <laughs> then. Then shuttle. Then the Sh- runner Shuttle around. doesn't work, though, for some reason. Jason kills all of gunmen. Yes. Except for main man, whose name I can't remember. Because their plan becomes, we're going to get to this half of the ship, ship and then blow the other half off. That's, a, yeah, after the shuttle Because this work part anymore. could dock, but not if we have the other half on it. Or something like that. Okay, sure. But I know that the guy who's the main gunman, they bring him back to life. They're able to save him. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get got by Jason. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Jason. Jason stabs him through a, a wall. He goes, "It's gonna take more than that to kill old main guy." And he stabs him again. And he goes, "Yeah, that'll do it." <laughs> Pretty funny. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Um, then. I don't know when this happens, but I'm going to cut to it. KM gets an upload. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, what are we going to do? And he, him, man, robot maker man, and um, KM are talking. And she's like, yeah, there's a 12% success rate. He's like, oh, couldn't it be any higher? And she's like, no. And then they kiss. And she's like, oh, I would want to mention the kiss. One little thing. They got one little strand of spit that connects their, mouth, their mm-hmm. mouths for like one second. I gag a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, they kiss and she goes, it just went up to 56%. And he's like, why would it though? Don't know. Because he has something to fight for now. I don't know. And now she cares. I don't know. Okay. He programmed a, what he called a sleeping beauty protocol. So that whenever he kissed her, she worked better. I don't know. Okay. Um, and she's like, yeah, we're at 56% success success rate now. or We have a 56% chance of making it now. And he's like, well, let's make that higher. And they kiss again. And then it cuts to everyone else on the other side of the ship. And they're like, oh, fucking shit. You know, we're fucked, you know? And uh, Geppetto comes out and he's like, guess what check out my Pinocchio now and KM comes out and she's like in all leather and has a thousand guns and they're like what happened and he's like I gave her an upload and in unison me and you both went load and uh, she's basically underworld Um, and then Jason is like blown to bits still I did not much like the boat in Manhattan they they really really got me with Jason show, is at the beginning of this movie and I'm like looks like shit bro looks like a spirit Halloween costume because his clothes are all tattered and stuff like that but they're still crisp and new like they've just been cut with scissors to look like that and I thought well you only see him for a minute like this so it doesn't matter he is like this for most of the movie yeah um KM comes blows him to pieces because she has super guns that they didn't use until right now for yeah. some reason She's able to shoot a leg off, an arm off, blow his head. Clean off, yeah. Clean off. And they're like, fucking, yeah, hell yeah, you know? Um, we did we did it. Now let's uh, fuck off. They call for help. They call for help. And then they realize that they have a leak somewhere, and the ship's going to blow up in 30 minutes. And the rescue's not going to be able to make it there until 45. And that's why... That's why they blow up the other side of the ship to get it off of theirs, because that'll blow up. That's why they blow up the walkways to detach the ship from the other thing so they don't blow up the rescue when it gets there. While this is happening, Metal Crabs fix Jason, and now he Uber Jason. Yeah. Um, When you said Metal Crabs, I just imagined a robot Mr. Crabs. Yes. (laughs) Um... 
And Jason gets up and he's like, ravioli, got ravioli, a, give me the formioli. Um, <laughs> got a really nice turtleneck now. Great. Um, Great turtleneck. Black yeah. cargo pants that are tucked into combat boots, it looks like. No, I think it's a one piece. I okay. think the turtleneck and the pants are one piece that the, okay. the computer didn't bother putting over the metal bits that yeah. they gave him. Um, got to show the goods. And then they're like, cool, let's get out of here. Oh, piss. It's Jason. Yeah. Bastard. And they kind of try to future Bugs Bunny him by tricking him into thinking he's in Camp Crystal Lake again. Oh, yeah, Geppetto turns on the holodeck. And, uh, yeah. We get a reprise of the, we're thinking about smoking some weed, having some sex, and getting slaughtered. Uh, one of the, the fun facts I read. Um, I'm coming at you with the facts whoa, now. Whoa. Um, director... Didn't like this scene. Didn't want it in there. Thought it was just nudity for nudity's sake. Didn't want it. It's casting director. She didn't want it either. Thought it was nudity for nudity's sake. So she said, I'm not going to cast these actors. Yeah. You guys figure it out. And I am so confused, Chris, because if the director and the casting director don't want this scene in the movie, Who's making that decision to put this in the movie? Yeah, got to be some kind of higher up. Yeah, and yeah. the two women that they hired for this apparently were stoked because it was the biggest movie they've ever been in. Wow. And so, yeah, they do that, and the girls go, oh, now we're cold. We're going to get in these sleeping bags. And then it cuts somewhere else. They're doing whatever on the spaceship, and then it cuts back to the simulation. And both of the sleeping bags are closed, and Jason has one with a girl in it, slamming it against the yeah. other girl on the ground. A very Slapstick. funny hard cut. Love it. Yeah. Jason sees through the sim with his third eye. Yeah, his eyes are red now, which is strange. They are, yeah. And the mask reminds me of a duck bill. Yes, it looks like the Mighty duck, Ducks. And I don't mean to be vulgar, but his skin looks like a nutsack. It really do. After being burned. Mm-hmm. A burnt up nutsack. Then, and then. <laughs> he comes into, out of the simulation... Yeah, I think the rescue's there, and they're all hooked up, and he's like, fucking come on, get through this big plastic tube onto my ship. Yeah. And main military guy is in a spacesuit from 2001 A Space Odyssey. He's on the outside of the ship just doing If anybody stuff. has seen it, he looks like the Red Scare from the first episode of The Tick with Patrick Warburton. Yes, the, he does. He looks like the communist killing machine that's programmed to kill Jimmy Carter. He does. Um <laughs> And then ah, fighting happens, and then they get on the ship, but guy from the tick stays behind and rockets Jason into the earth. Into well, no, earth. first what happens is the thing blows up, and then Matthew Perry is looking out the window. He goes, he's coming right here, and Jason is flinging at light speed towards the thing, and then toward a, their pod. Yes, and then a JPEG of, <laughs> of the Red Scare. Of the Red Scare is dragged across the screen. Yeah. And intercepts him, bringing him to Earth. Yes. To Nerth. And they crash land at the bottom of the lake. And someone in flip-flops, which still... Flip-flops and cargo pants, which I guess exist in 2455. Yes. Go look, They're like, a shooting, oh, look star. shooting star. And then Jason's mask sinks to the bottom of the ocean, yeah. a lake. Yeah. And then it's over. If you were going to make a sequel to Jason X, starting there with the idea of him at the bottom of that lake... What's your pitch? My pitch, Jason XX. Um, oh, the third one could be Jason XXX, and it could be a porno. It could. <laughs> it might. Um, don't get ahead of me. Um, Jason gets out of the lake somehow. There's a future carry. I don't know. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, he comes out. He's all wet. He's rusted. Oh. Um, piece, I like that. Piece, pieces of him and his metal are just falling off. He crawls into the sewer. Um, to heal. He crawls into the sewer. Meets some cool, cool, some real chill turtles. <laughs> no. He's crawling through the sewer. Uh, he's killing people in a space sewer, which looks a lot like the corridors from that spaceship. Okay. Um, just save a quick buck. Just film it there, you know? Sure. Just distress some of the stuff. Put some seaweed up. I don't know what sewers look like. Um, until they capture... They're, 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 a movie happens, and then they're trying to trick Jason into a big comedically sized oven because they're just going to bake them. They're just going to, like an incinerator, they're just going to cook them. And instead, instead of getting them into the cooker, they accidentally get them into the opposite of a cooker. A thing just full of metal crabs. And it rebuilds him on a molecular level and turns him into a new man, brain and everything, fully cognitive, still just a killing machine that wants to kill all the time. Oh, I thought maybe now he has empathy and stuff, and the first thing he says when he comes out of the oven is, I'm sorry. You're getting ahead of me. He's got empathy and stuff like that. He's a normal working man. He comes out. He's got the mask. It's still all... No, it's not rusty because of the metal crabs. It's new, and he goes... He takes it off. His face is fine. He goes, I'm sorry. I'm... Better now. I'm better now. I would like to help my fellow man in any way that I can. Yeah. And they go, well... Do you still want us to call you Jason? And he goes, "No, you can call me." And he takes he takes the mask off, and it's Vin Diesel. And he goes, "Triple X." And then the <laughs> next one, it's a prequel to Triple X, and you didn't know the whole time. Oh wow! Yeah. I was thinking more like uh, maybe they capture him and they put him in some sort of like future Gladiator dome. That's way and better. You should have interrupted me. Where he fights in like a little future Gladiator Coliseum. That'd be cool. Like uh, that, I'd watch like that. that Thor movie. Yeah, like the Thor movie. Yeah. Or Thunderdome. I've never seen Thunderdome. And then uh, maybe he accidentally gets out, and it's one of those things where he's like an anti-hero because he like kills people and stuff. But then also like the main person he's after, for no reason, not intentionally, it just happens to be that way. Is like the guy who's been doing this to gladiators. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of rooting for him to get that guy. Oh no, Chris, I've got it. Okay. Movie opens. It's the exact same shot that this one ends with. Okay. With his metal mask at the bottom of the Save lake. Save that money. Save that money. But now we're going to waste some money. Okay. Because we cut to... This movie ends in 2455, right? Sure. Chris, we cut to 3455. <laughs> this ocean... It's the future future. It's the future future. It's Nerth 2, and Nerth 2 looks like Nerth 1. <laughs> it is just... This, this ocean has dried up. We it's have, the third planet we've ruined. <laughs> Yeah, we have not learned our lesson from from Earth, and Earth is just fucked now. And so this lake, or ocean, or wherever he is, is dried up, and it's basically a desert now. But you see his little mask still poking out of the sand, right? Okay. And what do you hear? What do you hear off in the distance? Close. You hear, and then a bunch of cars come by. With just a bunch of crazy wild men on there. Yeah. And there's one guy with a guitar, and some guy spray paints his mouth silver yeah. and goes, Witness me. And it's Mad Max. <laughs> and Mad Max is driving by, and then his car stops. And he goes, Oh, why's my car stopping? And he looks down, and Jason's arm's coming out of the sand. Yeah. And it stops the car. And now it's Jason versus Mad Max. Yeah. We're making that money, Chris. Well, here's what I'm saying mix the two ideas. There's a Mad Max style gladiator dome that yes, those that's people what we're going put Because I said Thunderdome, yeah. 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 And they yeah, put yeah. him in the gladiator dome. But I guess... They str- oh, Chris. 
they strap him to the front of a car <laughs> and then they drive him there or they're just smashing him through stuff because he's indestructible but then who's our do we do we have someone who's been like frozen from his time or something like that no he's no? just lost in this mad max world okay and things are happening around him he just happens to be in the movie mm-hmm okay and tom hardy's there as mad max <laughs> he feels for the guy because he knows what it's like to be treated like a piece of meat like this all right someone tweet this at sean cunningham and then they fight at the end. Yeah. Mad Max wins, obviously. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to read your questions. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about those things again. All right. Here's my questions from the bottom of Nerth 2's lake. Jason's drip. First drip, awful. Hate it. Yeah. Uber Jason, love it. Yeah. I wish I didn't, but I do. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, first Jason, uh, the buzz cut's weird. Oh, yeah, this, that's right. He's got hair. Yeah, to this point. Like, he's, not like the last one where it's weird and stringy. It's just like no, weird kind of mad. Yeah. He's got normal hair. Who's cutting his hair? He's cutting his own hair? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just at a certain point it stopped growing because he's a corpse. Because it's so matted. Yeah. Yeah. Normal shaped head. Never before has it looked more like Kane Hodder in a mask. Oh, yeah. They didn't put seemingly any effort into putting him into, like, makeup and prosthetics underneath it for to make him look monstrous. Yeah. Which I'm sure was good for Kane. Like, because I know, for example, in part nine, uh, it was just hell. Because in all of the other movies, you could just take the hockey mask off. That one, it was part of the mask. So when you're all out of your breath, you're just catching your breath inside of Mm -hmm. the hockey mask. And he said it was literally hell. That drip looks awful. And I also don't care for Uber, Jason. Sorry. Really? You? Yeah. Out of all people, don't like he looks like a, an action figure you would have loved as a kid. Chris. As a kid, yeah. Oh, I don't know. okay. No, I'm not trying to pull that card. I'm really not trying to. I, I, I do not do not judge you for liking it. I understand the appeal. I just, I I'm just like, saying that's where the appeal comes from. Yeah. Is if I saw no, no, that no, no, I no. for some reason did not see this as a kid, but yeah. if I was if I was nine, yeah, when I and saw this for the first time, I'd be like, I gotta get that action figure. Yeah. I gotta get, I gotta get Dad to take me to Fye <laughs> and get this action figure that doesn't move. It's yeah. just one static plastic pose. You know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. One of my birthdays, I got a spawn Hell statue, yeah. statuette yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, vibes. I'm just gonna take the reins here. Dog shit. This is uh, sci-fi channel vibes. This is bad vibes. Yeah, this is just bad Firefly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, ranking overall, just a quick refresher for you, Nick. We're looking at five, four, six, two, nine, three, one, eight, seven. I put nine above two. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna put this right up, right under two. Okay, so above nine. I'm sorry. Did did my list go nine then two? No, no. You said put it under two last time. Okay, so put this above nine. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now we're reading five, four, six, two, X, nine, three, one, eight, seven. Sounds good to me, yeah. Okay. And I'm going six, five, four, nine, three, two, one, eight, seven, X. Really? Last place? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is a rough one for me. You want to rate it? D plus okay uh give it an f understandable yeah. respectable yeah i just don't have fun with this one as much i just don't yeah i get that yeah uh, just, he said he gave her an upload <laughs> and that'll never not be funny to me 
hey, entirely fair. Um, and in my opinion, this is kind of like the bookend uh, to all the kind of standalone Jasons of the main continuity. I guess nine was because ten is I don't not think canonical. Yeah. But uh, either way, whether you consider it nine or ten, you know, this is kind of home stretch territory. We've finished up with one through nine, which is kind of the classic run. Um, any closing thoughts on that before we move on to the next chapter? Um, How's your experience been thus far? You know, how you feeling? It's uh, it's weird. I thought these these movies would have the same trajectory that um, Halloween did, uh-huh. where there's just a gradual but very clear decline as the movies go on. Yeah. And I've been very surprised by these. Um, as you know, we've talked about it every week. Um yeah, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased with this experience that we've gone on. <laughs> I think I might I don't know. I want to say I'm having more I've had more fun with these than I did with Halloween. Yeah. But we with Halloween we the did giant a, net, I get it. He got caught in a giant net and Paul Rudd was there um later. No, I Paul think Paul Steven Rudd. True. We I we shotgunned those. We watched them all yeah. in a row. Um, They're definitely ripe for a review as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I feel like I was like pretty delirious by the end of it from yeah. having consumed so much of it that I was just having a blast. But, I don't know, I think with these, yeah, I just wasn't super taken with the first three. And then four, five, and six, I genuinely really like. And then these are just... These last three, I mean these last four, <laughs> are just... um sad yeah they're just a bummer to watch yeah um i mean the i mean nine had creighton duke Mm. but besides that yeah just very very no one making these movies it feels like a majority of the people making these movies just do not give a shit Mm -hmm. um and it's a bummer and it's been a real roller coaster chris yeah yeah that's the thing that's uh a little bit of a tricky situation like having watched the crystal lake memories the people who made these ones did oh no don't tell me that these were like their best ideas that they were psyched about oh no don't tell me that yeah like they were psyched to put jason in space they were psyched to have him fight gary they were psyched to get him to new york but again like it just the studio got in the way and made him stay on the boat the whole time nine they were psyched you know, okay. little 23 or Adam, Adam Marcus, but specifically so he could get his hands on it and do everything that isn't a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. Well, then I apologize to those people. Yeah. Didn't mean to discredit you and your work and how much <laughs> faith you put into it. But hey, listen, making a movie's hard. It is. I don't blame you. Yeah, it is. But also, hey, it's hard to make the ninth and the tenth and the eighth and yeah. the seventh of anything. <laughs> Except James Bond, apparently. I guess that can just. It's got legs. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. James there Bond. Bad ones. James Bond had this point too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, I thinking about it in this whole run of things. Shout out to Adam Scott. What was the director's name of the last one? Oh, uh, Adam Marcus. Yes, because I feel like if I if I had to direct the ninth Friday the Thirteenth movie, I don't think I would come up with anything nearly as good as okay. We open with Jason hunting someone, and then he gets blown to bits by the <laughs> FBI. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, what I was thinking about when we were watching Jason X was, like, I think it'd be an interesting double feature um, to play, to watch the first one and then watch Jason X. 
just because it is to a degree like I don't know what you want to call call it, but uh, it is a bit crazy to just think that like this cheap movie made in 1980, literally just to rip off Halloween. Yeah, continued until he was in space in 2003. And also, they weren't allowed to call it by its name anymore. Yeah. 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 Uh, this, really, this is 2003 and yeah. the next one's 2003, mm-hmm. which means they rebooted it five years later. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Watch, we uh, watched the trailer for the reboot last night. I'm no longer excited for it. Yeah. Because of because uh, it's a Michael Bay joint. And so uh, I did yeah, not yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's going to have a worse stink, 2009 stink on it than I thought yeah. it would. Yeah. Yeah. I think the. There's a Michael Bay produced like 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's a reboot. It's what kicked off the interest in like rebooting Friday the 13th, rebooting Nightmare on Elm Street is how well that movie did. Not necessarily critically, but with fans and like uh, box office, like it made a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And there are some things that interest me. Like, for example, the guy from Full Metal Jacket that plays the drill sergeant plays just a deranged sheriff and everybody says he knocks it out of the fucking park. Um, yeah, no, I've seen this movie. Yeah, yeah, and also Toby Hooper and uh, the screenwriter of the first one are back as like producers. They have the actual director of photography from the first one back. That's cool. Um, and people always just talk about how it's like pre-saw, pre-hostile, and still just balls to the wall brings like disgusting exploitation violence to like theaters that just had not been in the theaters at that point. Like just a couple years later, it would start to be really big. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was made in 2003 with Michael Bay being involved and, like, yeah. it just has that stank in it. Like, people have that, like, pre-Justin Bieber, like, you know what I mean? Like, embryonic yeah, version, yeah, yeah. like, kind of haircut, but are also ripped. You know what I'm saying? Like that No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that 2003 yeah. look of, like, having Shaggy Rogers hair but being fucking Yoked. Dwayne The Rock Johnson ripped. Yeah. Such a weird, like, there's just something about the early to mid aughts that just rubs me the wrong way like, like just real bad i'm pretty much fine with everything up until 2001 and everything after like 2009 but there's like an eight-year stretch in the aughts that are just a little gross to me yeah i like how we're all kind of collectively as a culture like there is like a an aughts revival like when it comes to like music and stuff like that yeah. in very select fashion yeah but i like that as a people we're like we're just we made some mistakes we're forgetting this one okay <laughs> But uh, I think that might be that. Is it time for that? Is it time for it to be that? Is it bedtime? Did you ask all your questions? Didn't I? Oh, I didn't, did I? We We, got the ranking. No, it's okay. Favorite character. Favorite character? uh, Main military guy. Cannot remember his name. Yeah. I don't think I have one. Understandable. Next question. How bad Jason B. Stankin? Jason B. Stankin, bad at the beginning, fine after he gets metal crab fixed. Comparatively, is this the stinkiest Jason? Not so stinky? No, less one stinkiest, yeah. yeah. I'd say he's not so stanky, it looks like. Uh, Favorite scare? Favorite scare? I'm thinking you like that sleeping bag gag. Uh, I like... I can't remember any of them. Yeah. I really can't. Yeah. Uh, Best worst? Best is upload. Worst is Upload. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say best. Uh, upload definitely gets an honorable mention. Cronenberg being in there for a second, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Worst. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's it, nothing really sinks lower than anything else in it. It's kind of 
Oh, no, you know what's worse? For me, what? You know what's the absolute worst part of this movie? What? Oh, this sucks on so many levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from what I heard, that actress fought that line hard, but they made her say it. I thought for sure she was going to get sucked to that hole. Like, all of her organs were going to get sucked out of her butt. Like, her butt was just, like, Winnie the Pooh was just going to get stuck (laughs) in the hole. Okay. Didn't happen that way. And now I think that is that mattress man. Is that what time it is? Is it bedtime? Yeah. Now for real? Yeah, it's bedtime. It's 11 o'clock, Chris. If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time... <laughs>